The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now, here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. All right, good afternoon on your local radio station. My name is Mac McCoy, and you are listening to a very special edition of The View from a Pew, and that's on about 27 pod sites. Uh, Any social media, you just have to search for The View from a Pew, and it's The View from a Pew. And this is a combination of both of the shows that we do here. One is What Does the Bible Say? And of course, that one is about taking it back from Satan. And today we're going to talk about education and Christian education and what I call government schools. And my special guest is Dr. Robert Stouffer. We call him Dr. Bob. Uh, if you're uh, listening anywhere in the Des Moines area or watching on the line, you would probably remember Bob Stouffer because he was, you were the superintendent of Des Moines Christian Schools, but weren't you all also a principal at one time? I was a principal before I was a superintendent of Urbandale High School. Of which high school? Urbandale High School. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right, because you you got to educate three of my four kids. I forgot about that. Because <laughs> uh, the, the older ones went to Urbandale. Yeah, well, it's a great privilege to do that, and I'm glad to be considered a very special guest. Well, it is, because I love you, and I've known you a long time, and I appreciate you. But also, there's something going on here in the Omaha area where this webcast uh, originates from, and it has to do with education, and we're going to talk with Dr. Bob a little bit about that. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself so the audience listening or watching uh, knows your background and how qualified you are. Sure. I I grew up in Davenport, Iowa. My parents were both educators. In fact, I'm a fifth-generation educator. My great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother was a teacher. My great-grandparents were teachers. My grandmothers were teachers. Of course, my mom and dad and me. And my uh, daughter, Molly, is actually also an English teacher. I was an English teacher before I became an administrator. And her daughter, Nora, I think, wants to be a teacher, too. She's already teaching uh, her younger brother. Uh, at home, like play teaching. So that could be seventh generation. I uh, I was very much led to education, got my degree and started teaching in Mason City, Iowa, then uh, moved to Pleasant Valley, which is in the Quad City. I moved back home after I got married, uh, got an itch to, to uh, be an administrator. So I got my master's degree at Northeast Missouri State, which is now Truman State. Uh, after three years in the assistant principalship at Pleasant Valley High School, which I love that school. It's still a fantastic school today. Uh, I didn't want to be an assistant principal anymore, and I thought I wanted to be a college professor. So 
I went to uh, the University of Iowa and got my PhD at Iowa. I was thinking I was going to become a professor. And uh, the superintendent of Urbandale High School, Urbandale Community School District walked up to me in a conference I organized for educators. And he said, you know anybody who wants to be a high school principal? I said, I want to be a high school principal because higher ed, <laughs> higher ed just moves at a, such a slow pace. And I, wanted, I needed to be gainfully employed after being a, a graduate assistant for two years at Iowa. And so I took the... the um, position at Urbandale High School. Uh, little did I know that God would bring me to, I mean, I wasn't a believer or a follower of Jesus at that time. He brought me to Des Moines to be the principal of Urbandale High School, but he brought me there two years into that tenure to become a follower of Jesus Christ. And uh, I think that's the greatest thing that could happen to me. And I, I love being a principal at Urbandale High School. But uh, uh, in my, in almost eight years into my tenure, uh, there was an opening at Des Moines Christian to be the superintendent of Des Moines Christian. And it didn't make any sense that I should go there because it was the school that was really in trouble. There had been church splits associated with the church, and then there was a split of the leadership, the board and administration at the school, and really, by, by all intents and purposes, it should have died. The school should have died, and God called me to that situation. Uh, and, well, it was just a remarkable privilege to see how God worked and there's so many great people at Demar Christian and moved us from our to the church, moved us like nine miles away to uh, our own campus and helped us raise six point two million dollars to build that school. And and today it's just thriving. When I think when I was there, there were about oh, maybe eight hundred students to start with. Uh, I think now there's twelve hundred students and, and they're just doing really well. My my four grandchildren actually are students at Des Moines Christian School. So just a quick bio of where I'm at now. I uh, was called to be an interim t uh, head of school at Oskaloosa Christian. I love the people there. I did that for two years, and then God called me down to South, uh, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, to Southside Christian School. And I finished my career, my full-time ministry, as a uh, high school principal at Southside Christian School in, on May 31st, uh, 2023, just a few months ago. Well, that's awesome. You have uh, dedicated your life to children and young adults and making uh, not only government schools when you were involved with them, but also Christian schools to make sure that the Word of God is preached and read and studied uh, just like you would math or reading or articulation, whatever it happened to be. So we're we're pl uh, blessed to have you on the air today. Thanks. So I'm combining both uh, audiences today, and um, I've got some questions for Dr. Bob. And the first one applies to what does the Bible say about blank? And then as we go along, you're going to hear us talk more and more about what the enemy, what spiritual warfare, how we are being attacked and our children are suffering it. And now he's attacking children by bypassing parents. And anyway, we'll talk about that. So my first question is, of course, what does the Bible say about education? You know, the first passage that pops in my mind is Deuteronomy 6, mm -hmm. and it really does detail what parents and grandparents should be doing in the discipleship of their own children and the education of their own children. Uh, we are responsible for that education. We don't abdicate that responsibility to any school, including Christian schools. And 
really, if you think about it, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase the passage, but basically it tells parents and grandparents every time, all of the day, all the time, you are to teach your children. It starts with, the, you're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. That, the most important thing in my life is, is Jesus Christ. And any Christian parent who's listening to this right now certainly should th- see it that way, too. And as you're discipling and educating your own children, uh, think of that. And that you should teach them diligently to, to them. And you should talk of them when you sit at your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Mm. So, time, basically, you're educating, you're discipling your children. I'm talking with uh, Dr. Bob Stouffer today. He was in uh, Des Moines for many years, and that's where I met him. He's an educator, a professional educator, and eventually became the superintendent of uh, Des Moines' only Christian high school. Well, I guess it was a uh, it was kindergarten through grade twelve, actually. It was preschool, two years old, two years old, all the way up through twelfth grade. And there are other high schools now: uh, Grandview Christian, I think Ankeny Christian Academy. Uh, those oh are yeah, both high school as well. Yeah, I forgot about Ankeny. I apologize. Um, Ankeny's hard to forget. Um, So um, you said that you became a follower of Jesus Christ uh, halfway through your Urbandale um, school principal career. And what age were you? Yeah, it was actually two years into my tenure there. I was eight years at uh, Urbanville High School, and actually I would have retired from there probably because I loved the school. I loved the community. We loved our home. We loved our church, Valley Church, and then we planted a church, a uh, Bible-believing church in Waukee, Waukee Community Church. Uh, at, two years into my tenure, I, I never knew in my – and I always, I'd always, always gone to church. I never knew what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus as a part of my walk with God. And so through a series of, act, of stuff that happened, it was just all divine. Accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. One thing was we got in a Bible study with a bunch of other families, and, and, and that's the first time I'd ever studied the Word of God. I was an English major in college, and I'd never studied the Word. So the Word jumped out at me. The Holy Spirit was really grabbing me. And then we, uh, there's a men's group in Des Moines called Cross Trainers. Yep. And I started sitting under the teaching teaching of Jerry uh, of Gary Rosberg, Jerry uh, Foster Jr., Mike Swaim. That had a huge influence on me. In fact, later I became one of the rotating uh, teachers. I, be- I joined that teaching team, and then uh, we went to our first Promise Keepers in Boulder, Colorado, in 1994. And there's nothing like 56,000 men singing holy, holy, holy yeah. football state with Bill McCartney, who's up there exhorting everybody, the football coach at the University of Colorado. Uh, and I had been a football coach, been a, fo- a college football player, and and that just all of that kind of swirled together. And I finally realized my need for a savior. I need a savior in my life. It rescued my marriage. Uh, 12 years of old man, bad. I wasn't a horrible husband, but I wasn't the kind of husband the Bible talks about. And I became a better educator. I, I think I became a better person. I'm, I'm still a work in progress. The, the work of sanctification is a lifetime, but uh, it was a joy uh, to become a believer and a follower. And it made me a better principal, I think, at Urbanelle High School. My guest is Dr. Robert Stolfer. He is uh, a Christian educator. He's currently now. Uh, are you? You're not retired, are you? I'm. I'm retired from full time ministry. Uh, I was a 
my last uh, gig was uh, as the high school principal. And those days are, I mean, I was 65 and those days are long and tedious. Yeah. And I was, I'd be in the office a quarter to six and with activities often late at night. And, and I wanted to finish strong. I didn't want to limp to the finish line. So I, I said to my boss a year ahead of the actual retirement, I said, this is the last contract I'm going to sign. Uh, you need to have plenty of time to find somebody really high quality. And I want to walk out with my head held high. And I think I did that. But I'm still I'm still working. I'm working for a couple of universities down here. I'm on a couple of dissertation committees, um, helping advise the next generation of educational leader. I, I think that's that's an important thing. Because in Des Moines, I loved interacting with the business community. One of the things I'm doing is I'm trying to look for ways that we can provide uh, professional education, professional development to their people, especially to their leaders, because the the quality of an organization rises and falls on the quality of the leadership. Uh, I've experienced that in my own my own life too. I mean, I've never I've always been a struggle at times as a leader. But I, the, the reason I went to Des Moines Christian is because I, I God called me to go do that, yeah. and it's the first time in my life that I could actually do something that God wanted me to do rather than what I wanted to do. <laughs> it is a good feeling, isn't it? It is. It's not just a feeling. It's just, you know, you're in the center of his will and you know, I mean, even though the circumstances were really kind of challenging and difficult, uh, there were great people there that worked there and God did an amazing work there. And I never wanted to be a superintendent, to be honest. I'd, I'd much rather be a principal, but uh, hey, you do what God tells you to do. And then you, watch, you, you stand there and you watch him work and it's just amazing to see. Dr. Bob Stouffer is my guest. He is a professional Christian educator. I don't know why I use the word professional. Not that there are any hobbyists out there. But it would be interesting, and I don't want to talk about it today, but my youngest daughter, Samantha, started coming to your daycare when she was, I think, like six months old Mm -hmm. and ended up graduating. I think she was the last class that came out of the original location which was an old junior high over in beaverdale but but you are certainly one that would be able to tell stories that i probably need to hear but don't want to hear about the old mac oh mac mac samantha was light you raised her well we love being around samantha we we love being around you in fact you're one of the first persons that i met i don't know if you remember this but uh, the summer before as i was starting they were dedicating this new softball field. And we went out on the field, and I didn't know anybody, very many people from Des Moines Christian. And we went on the field, we circled, and we held hands. And in fact, you might have been standing right next to me. I might, I might have been holding your hands as we prayed God's blessings over that softball field. Yeah, I, I do recall that. But anyway, you and I will have to cha- exchange uh, testimonies one of these days because it sounds like you all ha- had a similar experience as I did. But we move into 2024. And uh, one of the reasons that I believe God laid on my heart to do a radio program, I mean, well, radio, yes, but obviously online. We're now on Roku, a Roku channel, The View from a Pew. And uh, I think one of the reasons that God called me to move my platform all over the place is because he, he he created something very passionate inside me. And that is I wanted to have a biblical-based program 
to talk about we need to take back what the enemy has stolen. And the enemy is obviously Satan. And I, I say it, I want to do it biblically, because it's not my opinion and it's not Bob's opinion. It's the Bible's opinion. We're just talking about what the Bible says. And the Bible says, and so does Crosby, Steele's Nash & Young, teach your children well. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to say this, because as you heard in the uh, disclaimer there, I, the, the opinions I say are mine and only mine, but um, I'm, I'm really disappointed in my generation, I'll be 65 this year, and how we've allowed government schools, public schools, to take over the raising of our children. And then they turn around and point fingers at the parents and say, well, why don't you take care of this? Why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? So in the midst of this whole thing, you're going to hear us talk a little bit about taking back what the enemy stole. I'm Mac McCoy. We are going to take our first break. We will be back just in a second. Now we will restart the stream. So you may have to um, reboot, not reboot your computer, but, you know, do the little circle thing up at the corner, left-hand corner, because we want to have you back when we come back. I'm Mac McCoy. I'm with Dr. Bob Stouffer, and we'll be back right after this here on your local radio station and The View from a Pew. <laughs> 